0: We're on the phone with Dr. Ben House right now. Can you give us a little bit of background on yourself and just kind of let everyone get familiarized with who you are and uh, then we'll dive right into it.
1: I've worked with professionals, worked with collegiate athletes, worked with moms, pops, uh, daughters, sons, everybody. Um, and it's, it's really been it's been fun and it's, it's continuing. I don't think it's just really a process for me, um, just kind of trying to answer my own questions, trying to prove myself wrong. Um, and we, my wife and I have, we moved to Costa Rica to kind of open up a retreat center. And the ideology is that we have kind of these, we have these tribes we have these simple belief structures that, that all of us have. Um, and the best way to break that down is generally just to to bring people together, um, with a shared
0: goal. Your your wife's a big time. I don't know if I want to call her a yogi. I mean, I don't know if that's doing her an injustice, but she really is. A, she's a holistic yoga practitioner. I mean, how would you categorize her?
1: Uh, my wife is really smart, like yeah. off, off the board smart. So she's, she handles kind of the anatomy section. So their, their yoga is a lot different than, so what people love about their yoga training is how organized it is, um, how, how anatomy focused it is. And so that's what she's been able to build. Um, just cause she's a lot like me. She's very analytical. She's very objective. And that's not necessarily the norm in the yoga world.
2: Do you practice yoga a lot often with your wife or is it uh, something that you prefer to lift and not do as much yoga?
1: I never do yoga. Okay. And, and she lifts as little as possible. <laughs> and, and I love that she loves yoga and she loves that. I love lifting. And that's kind of like I, I so the first day I'm able to talk to the to the yoga folks about nutrition, but also about um, the, what is yoga lacking. So like yoga is kind of a weird thing in that. What is it like? So I'm a I'm a very analytical person. I want to put things in buckets, a lot like Pat Davidson. Like, and what is this yoga thing? Is it a cardio respiratory activity? Is it strength training activity? Like is what is it? Um, and so really you can probably get relative, you can probably hold on to some upper body muscle, some upper body strength with yoga, but you're not going to get anything on the lower body and you're not going to get any pulling activities. So then they have it, they have an SST coach on staff. And so then they work on those things. Like what is yoga lacking? Well, the way they practice yoga, it probably does have a big cardiorespiratory component. So they don't need that, but it you know, they're going to get very, you know, anterior rotated. They're going to get anterior pelvic tilt. Like they're going to get pulled into those patterns. And that's how can you keep them out as much as possible? It's probably uh, if you go far enough on, and like, All of us here, we have a decent amount of muscle. You put enough muscle on your frame, that's going to have consequences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, All of us, if you've taken Zach Couple's course, all three of us are probably compressed in our thoracic cavity. Like we're probably not good at getting air in there. It's just a consequence of being a muscle bound person. How old are you? I'm 33.
0: And you feel great. You feel great. No, no injuries, nothing, right? That's something else we talk about is kind of this idea of injury risk. And yoga, yoga is pretty hot. Yeah. People
1: well, like, I talk about it, but low back and hips, shoulders, yoga is actually pretty high. And and so you can argue like your muscle insertion points and your origins, they're not changing. Right. So what are you really stretching to get that range of motion? Because you're getting better at stretching. Like that's a skill. You're just stretching muscles to stretch them. You're probably creating you're getting that from ligamentous tissue. So you're getting joint laxity. uh, it's not a good idea if you want to squat a lot of weight to be able to put your head, foot behind your head. like that's a terrible idea, because how are you going to control that range of motion?
0: You're really trying to allow people to learn how to think for themselves a little bit more rather than I mean it's exactly what you said with this bro research. and you know we want to do um, we don't want this to be something where someone downloads, I think, is what you what you actually said on one of your one of your posts. You want to really teach people how to fish for fish not where you're just always cooking for them, which I think is incredibly important. But in the industry, especially a lot of people on social media, they don't want that. But you're talking to the coach here, which is what I respect.
1: It's always the, the sell on social media will always be novelty and selling a simple story based on observational research because that's what people love. But that's that's terrible. Like from So I don't know. It's not that research isn't valid. Like, yes, it could be in a publishing a predatory journal and they didn't even collect the data. 100% that exists, <laughs> but I, that's not the majority of research. The, the research, the, the thing that happens in social media is someone takes a, a finding completely out of context, right? And so there's this, maybe there's this, ob- like, so for instance, uh, vegetable consumption. So vegetable consumption, it, it correlates, it's called healthy user bias. So if, if you pick out a population that consumes more vegetables, what else do you think they do? You guys, what else? If, if I just pick out all the people that eat a ton of vegetables, what else do you think those
0: people do? I think they're also consuming a, a, a large form of carbohydrate. I mean, are we getting into game changers right now? I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking of no, something. No, if someone's, I, rather, if, if someone's actually, if someone's actually sitting there and, and they're eating mainly vegetables, you're basically leading to the fact that they're not eating animal protein. I would assume that they have to get a lot of their diet through carbohydrates.
1: So you're staying inside the diet. So this is what people do with observational diet. Right. So I observational research. So I take a bunch of people. I just look at maybe a million people, nurses health study or whatever it is. And I just pick out, Hey, I want to know how much vegetable consumption this person. So the more vegetable consumption they have, what are the things outside of eating? Maybe they do some stuff with eating. Uh, what are, the, thing, what are uh, the things you think
0: they're going to do? Improved rest. Um, you know, obviously focusing on breathing, meditation. I think someone who's really cognizant of consuming a high level of vegetables is going to also be very concerned with other components of lifestyle. Oh, a
2: healthy lifestyle. That's what I'm Perfect.
1: Think. When you sell a story based on observational research, so that's called healthy user bias. You pick out. You pick out exercise. You also pick out a ton of other things, right? And you can't control for that. So, yes, people that eat vegetables, they're probably going to live longer. True. Uh, what's their weight? What's their what's the other thing that they do? Is it vegetables? I'm not saying vegetables are bad, but that type of research is not answering that
0: question. You, and it's pretty tough to identify identify what it is that's actually putting them into a better situation.
1: It's impossible.
0: Right.
1: That research is impossible Impossible. at identifying that. Right. Because that's not what it's meant to do. It's a correlational study. So it's, it can't, it cannot, it cannot find causation. The only thing that can do is it can say, hey, so for example, global temperature rise is directly correlated to the number of pirates. So as the number of pirates has gone down, Global temperature has gone up. This is would be like a longitudinal study, all right. So as as temperatures gone up in our in our world, the number of pirates has gone down. So if we use that rationale, the only thing we need to do to fix, fix climate change is we need more pirates.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you're in the position to do it because it looks like the pirates are Caribbean there. We need more Caribbean pirates. <laughs> And no, and listen, I agree with you a thousand percent. I mean, unfortunately, you're fighting a fight about pirates. Yes. But no, you're you're I I agree. We need more pirates. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get into it. But it is it is somewhat of a battle because unfortunately, the general public doesn't understand that. And they're going to turn around and they're going to look at a crappy film that you can't even categorize as a documentary and state that that's research when that's my point. It's not research.
1: Context is hard to sell it's really hard. It's really easy to sell like, Hey, I do this. This works, man. Like, I know, like you want to be, you got to be hundred percent paleo and you will lose 17,000 pounds and you'll be jacked out of your mind. Like, it's very easy to sell that, right? Look at this guy. And it's all just look at this guy. Um, and and that's what people want to see. They want they want 6 week conf- they want 6 week transformations. It gets and
0: that it gets very difficult. I mean, it just happened today someone asked me about a diet and I I don't know. I don't know diet names, I mean to be honest with you. If you ask me to break down paleo, I mean, I think it's I think it's high quality proteins, probably vegetables, fruits and what, no grains. I mean, I don't really know anything beyond know. that. I've never been one to really understand why suddenly someone can coin a diet? When someone asks me, "Well, how do you eat?" I'm like, "I just eat high quality foods. Like I eat a high quality diet of, of protein, fats, and, vegetables, and, and carbohydrates." Don, what, what do you what do you struggle with? I struggle with the most important component, and that's getting myself to calm down. Yeah. And disconnect from, from this. That's what I, that's what I struggle with. That's my so biggest st- stress and sleep. Would that be it? Uh, no, sleep, sleep's pretty good. But I, I think disconnecting and actually allowing myself, I, I like what he said earlier, I find myself doing like the second this thing's over, I'll grab it in the corner of my eyes. I see my phone in, off on the left hand. It's freaking me out a little bit. I have to flip it over. You know what I'm saying? But you, you, you gain this addiction to it and yeah. it's sick. It really is. That's my biggest problem. Unless, you, your think your, the, that, unless no, you think there's
1: your, something that, else. That's your self <laughs> like 100%. So is you, from a body composition side, from a muscle and fitness side, what is, what is uh, if you wanted to put on more muscle, what do you struggle doing?
0: That, exactly what I'm talking about, because that's going to help so me put that's, on muscle. That's, that's,
1: the, that's the reason you don't put on muscle, is that phone.
0: No. Well, I could put on muscle probably faster if I was able to disconnect and rest a lot more. That's my so, assumption. Unless you, I, I want to get your opinion. Cause you're, cause you're, cause you're pinpointing it. I have a feeling that you're pinpointing it on something else. And I'd like to hear it now. So just, yeah. Come
1: on, man. You, bring it up. Come on. So you, you, you like to eat a very, very nutritious diet, which is great. And you stay shredded, mm-hmm. which I think is important for you as an individual. Sure. Uh, but what does that, so your food quality is very high. What does that mean?
0: That my calories are going to be lower than actually that that I actually should be having. I'm going maybe to go out the burger. This a lot this. of money on food. Yeah, no, but no, but no, but it's it's very difficult to consume the amount of calories. I actually actually was measuring macros yesterday because I've been off it for a while. I've been off of measuring macros, and I was like, you know, what? I want to actually just go and see what I consume for a day. And all what the you eat like 300 grams of carbohydrates, maybe? No, I was less. No, no, no. I was less, and 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 the and the best I've ever looked was when he had me up close to about four hundred and fifty five hundred grams of carbs carbs a day, and that was a lot of sweet potato. And I actually realized that in life that I need to eat a little bit. That's why like white rice is great for me because I can get down like piles of it. Like there's just certain foods that I can, I can consume a lot more, but he's actually hundred percent right on that. I measured my calories yesterday and I was embarrassed. It was at 2,700 calories. I was like, holy shit. That's not, it's well below my, 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 uh, my daily maintenance. I mean, not even close. So I'm in, no, and I'm in, so I'm in that deficit all day long. And, but it, but it was good. It was, it was a good eye opener for me because I was like, all right, man, I got to slow, I got to start getting those carbs up. I got to start getting those calories up. And for me to do that yeah, I'm gonna probably have to start making my food a little bit more enjoyable. What's your thought on that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's the number one. If I if I think of Don Saladino as an avatar, it's the person who is attached to not attached, but likes to eat quality food, and that's that's part of their identity. Is and so that invariably means that they probably consume calories.
0: One hundred percent.
1: And so because we look at the ultra processed food literature. People are going to, they're going to eat more calories when things are ultra processed. That's bad if you don't move and you're, you know, you're eating cupcakes when you have no business eating cupcakes. But if you have to, if it's just most nutritional problems are logistical problems. If you have to eat 4,500 calories, you're not going to do it with sweet potatoes and vegetables and chicken. Like it's just not going to happen. Like you need something dirty in there. You need something that's more energy dense. Uh, that's right. And so it, it really is just a logistical issue and and i would think that so for me i'm not as big as you like like just not as big a human um and i lose weight so i've been on a cut i went from about 190 probably 13 or 14% body fat on the ultrasound mm-hmm. and now i'm under 180 um and i ate 2800 calories
0: right right what 205 215 i'm actually about 210 right right now about 210 Look at you.
1: And you never stop moving.
0: Never, never. It's, it's embarrassing.
1: <laughs> I bet you could eat 5,000 calories.
0: Pro- probably. You know what's funny? I never actually did that over a period of time. And when I really started filling out and I was like, holy shit, this feels good, was when, you know, we got, I'll never forget it. We got my carbs up at about 450 to 500 a day. You had my fat at about a buck 25 a day. And my protein was about 250 to 275.
1: Which is probably too high, but it's probably the way that you eat. It's probably just going to happen. So it is what it is.
0: It is. is. So how do you, so when you're not in a cutting phase, would you mind talking to us about what are some of the types of foods you're eating to get in the type of calories that you need? Because you are very strong. You're also very lean. Um, I've never, I've never seen you out of shape. So what, what would be a typical diet for you?
1: So I think the most important thing that anyone can do is, so if you are between as a guy, uh, if you are between the body fat percentages of 9 and 15%, mm-hmm. maybe you want to be on the lower end of that. Um, everybody's di- guys are different. Like what you can maintain body fat percentage in, and not have decrements in thyroid function and, and not have, not just feel shitty and be an asshole. Um, everybody's different. And that probably has to do with a lot of early life experiences and, and what your body feels like is safe. Um, some people can maintain 7% body fat and they feel great. Some people, like, they'll eat their hand. Um, and so the, for me, I, I tend to hover between nine and fifteen percent, so I just play in that window, um, and and I'll try to gain relatively slowly. Uh, it's it it for me, like if you're if you're not on drugs, it's just it is that game. It's it's muscle tension, it's effort over time. Um, it's it's going to be fairly easy to cut. Like you're going to be able to cut from fifteen to nine percent probably in six to eight weeks. So maybe like one cut every six months or something like that. And then the rest of the time you're gaining because if you're living on a diet, you're not putting on muscle Um, unless you're yeah. If you're if you're untrained, you can do both at the same time. Yeah. But but once you're pretty trained, like you're you probably need to be in a caloric excess to put on put on muscle. And most people have no idea how much food they can eat. Like in order for me to gain weight, I have to eat over a thousand more calories. I have to I have to be in the high three thousands to put to to even gain weight. Um, I've had guys who've gone up to 5,500, 6,000 calories before they even started gaining weight. So that means that their weight maintenance is that high because otherwise their body's turning stuff down to maintain weight. So if you're maintaining weight at 2,700 calories, what is your body turning down to do that? Right. Um, or is your subjective reality or are you are you really not consuming 2700?
0: Whatever. Listen, let's face it. Getting uh 450 500 grams of carbs a day in through sweet potato and 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 rice. I mean, it's not the easiest thing to do in the world. Yeah. I mean, are there are any tricks you can give to our viewers? So
1: why, why clean? Like I, I don't like so to me to <clears throat> me like I don't what is the decrement of like you eating 80 grams of sugar?
0: Well, when I say clean, I categorize clean as a little bit differently. I may categorize clean as something as like not being processed. So you mean organic, or, Whole Foods? Yeah, you know, just not being not being white. Maybe maybe um, having some new. When I say clean, I'm really referring to something with more of a nutritional value in it, not just like right. a piece of white bread or, or cookies. If you know what I'm talking about, that's what I mean by clean. It's a different. So if definition. you
1: have a lot, yeah, if you have a lot of muscle mass, like we talk about metabolic flexibility, which is the ability to deal with large boluses of carbohydrates or the ability to use fat while fasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, my goal is to be for people to be able to eat 10 rice cakes in a sitting and not have their blood glucose go up like that. I like, I want you to be able to do that. Um, I'm not attached to cleanliness of a diet. Uh, I think that, so that's not to say that you're going to eat only rice cakes. Like that's a stupid idea. I think that you need a skeleton of real food. So like you need how many vegetables for me, I eat about 16 ounces of vegetables at every meal. I'm eating high-quality protein sources. And then, you know what? I got to pick up calories somewhere, so I'll eat some chips or I'll eat things that are crunchy, salty, and sweet that that are mostly carbohydrates. I'll eat popcorn, stuff like that. Um, That's not even that good of a bulking food. But so, yeah, if you have digestive issues, there's other components. There's other contextual issues. But if you have a ton of muscle mass, so sugar is only inflammatory if you go hyperglycemic, meaning that if you go over 160 or 180, probably even higher than that, milligrams per deciliter. So an oral glucose tolerance test is, is the measurement for diagnosing diabetes that you have to be over 200 after two hours. So you have to be over 200 after two hours of ingesting 75 grams of glucose. I've had guys where I put continuous glucose monitors in their arm. I put them on 500 grams of carbohydrates and they haven't never left a two gram window. Like, so th- like that's insane. Like your body's ability to regulate that. Like it's just putting it away. So if you're on a game phase, have a skeleton of a diet that's real food. Make sure you're getting your micronutrients through food. Uh, and then give yourself – then you don't have to be attached. Then you can be like, all right, what do I like? What do I do well with? Like, I've had legitimately had dudes eat 200 grams of gummy bears, right? Because they had to eat 600 grams of carbohydrates. How are you going to do that? You're going mm-hmm. to eat 32 pounds of broccoli? No, you're not a gorilla. Uh, it's not going to happen. You're going to shit your pants.
0: <laughs> I do all well with ice cream. But,
1: so, so that, so ice cream has a lot of fat in it. That could work. Um,
0: I get like, I, I like get rice veiny. Krispies, Yo.
1: Like rice krispies, cocoa krispies, like that type of stuff. Generally, that's how you get two bowls of that. in. you're going to be 200, 200 grams of carbohydrates. Generally not going to fill you up. That's a good thing. So that's it. That's, that's probably your, your cleanest way to get it. Um, just get some organic, Rice Krispies that don't have a bunch of fortified nutrients because you maybe don't want all those.
0: That's what I mean by Um, clean. That's what I mean by clean though. That's what I mean by clean calories is just not having all the additional crap in there. When I say clean, it's not the. I I wouldn't say it's the the typical definition that I think General Pop uses. What you just uh, identified though, that's definitely. It's kind of finding that alternative that's a little cleaner. If you know what I'm talking about. And
1: you can you can carb bunch like some people who are like our culture is kind of carb phobic right now. So you can put like a bunch of rice cakes uh, inside like right after your workout maybe you're gonna you know you're a little bit more insulin sensitive right there you're gonna deal with that a little bit better um so you can do that um if you're if you are jacked like if you're legit jacked uh you probably are not jumping very high in blood glucose that's not like i would measure it i would make sure that you're not not metabolically dysregulated because most people would think like you ask someone how lean they think they are they're going to generally be like oh, calipers, I'm 6%. Like, no, man, you're not 6%. Like you. um, the same thing, like, you ask people how tall they are, they're generally, like, two inches taller than they really are. Uh, it's, just, it's just kind of, like, subjective opinions. Like, you think it's, not, it's, it's, it's naive realism, man. Like it's, it's, it's like, we're, we're going to give ourselves the benefit of the doubt and then we're going to knock everybody else down.
0: Oh my God. I love it. I love it. God, I could keep, I could talk diet with him for like five hours. It really is. No, So for those listeners out there,
2: I think a lot of people are going to be happy to hear about the, uh, the, the the free pass to, yeah but yeah but this <laughs> is
0: this is what and, and listen i know i'm a bad person sense. to say this but the majority of the people out there who were trying to put weight on they're like you know they're they're watching a fitness model on instagram and he's eating like his his tilapia yeah. and broccoli and, and like a little handful of rice and he's like holding it out like trying to be lead, lead by example and then these kids are coming around and they're, and they're like why the fuck can't i gain weight that's yeah. like that's why because you
2: got to eat i mean but you got to like,
0: be methodical about your eating and you said that and the problem is if someone will come up and they might and they might have have a a, a crappy lunch and the next you know they're full all day and they haven't gotten any more calories in for another six hours and to me that's a problem also yeah
1: so intermittent fasting it's just it's all logistics right so if you have to get in four thousand calories you're not gonna be able to do that in eight hours like just try it like so i'll have a i'll have somebody i'll have a client you know i'll have someone who's 190 maybe they're 15 percent body fat they're like hey i really want to gain weight i'm like yeah well let's maybe we do a cut and then so and they really love intermittent fasting. So we use intermittent fasting as a great tool if you want to eat less calories. Terrible tool if you want to eat more calories because you're eating left often. often and you're encountering food left often, less often. So everything is just a logistical issue. Like, So I'll just build it out with them. I'm like, hey, can you eat three RX bars in a meal twice a day? And they'll be like, no, I can't. I'm like, all right, this isn't going to work. We need to have more eating times.
2: I just want to make sure that I, I sneak it in there about... Um about about testosterone because i know we we do get a ton of questions about this and i know that uh you've got some youtube videos about it you have uh you know i'm sure it comes up numerous times but a lot of our readers and our audience is they struggle with low testosterone i don't and they probably don't understand why and i know it's you can't pinpoint it i'm sure you have to do a lot of tests but are there some root causes that are more common than others so to me there's there's
1: a there's about 17 things that I, that i'm thinking about when someone has lower testosterone also uh they there's a study it's, it's pretty i don't even think you could get it past an institutional review board anymore uh they gave these dudes like they were in their early 20s they gave them something called gossarin which is a. Uh, which is a GNRH agonist, so it shuts down testosterone production at the level of the brain. And then they had to do they had them do a strength and conditioning protocol. So these dudes literally had like 40 nanograms per deciliter of testosterone. Zero. They like tanked it out and they didn't know. They, they didn't know who was getting who was getting it. It was randomized control trial. And they had these dudes trained for eight weeks. Guess what? They both put on muscle. Yeah, the ones that were at their natural level of testosterone put on more muscle, but dude, these guys were at zero testosterone practically, and they still put on muscle. Females have very little testosterone. They still put on relatively just as much muscle mass as guys. So, yeah, if your testosterone is low, that's a pathology. So that's different. So, yes, that could lead to a lack of motivation. But physiologically, you can still put on muscle. Like now, if you're super jacked, are you going to be able to put on more muscle with low testosterone? I don't know, but probably not. But there's there's a lot of things that can, can lower testosterone. Inside of the medical model, we have to like be very careful because there's there's lanes here right so you have like traumatic brain injuries if you've had a moderate concussion maybe you have like if you look at the literature maybe a 40 ish percent chance that maybe that axis doesn't come back on uh that's a big deal uh probably don't get hit in the head and yeah there's not much more to say about that
2: uh you got. You got. Don't get, like for real, for real. That's good advice. I mean, just overall, don't get hit in the head. That is.
0: That's like, a big I, one. I,
2: I wish i listened to it. When I, was, I wish I knew when I was younger.
1: You get hit with a helmet in a football game. Yeah. Uh, like, you you probably want to get that checked, and if it doesn't come back on in six weeks, me, I don't know. uh And so that's that's. But that's not inside my model. That's just looking at the literature on concussions. And that hypogonadal, that so that HP, HPG axis, so the hypothalamic pituitary gonadal axis. That's just looking at that axis because it's a it's a signal coming off the brain. It's from the pituitary gland and the hypothalamus. Uh, and so the other things that in the inside the medical model, obviously you have testicular trauma. Like that's so a if the factory doesn't work, you're not going to produce it. Also, you have something called a varicocele, which is uh, an enlarged vein inside the te- inside the testicle. And so that's where testosterone can't get out. So these can all be checked by a urologist or an endocrinologist, and so those are things that you want to check if you do have low testosterone uh, with a with a qualified medical provider. Um, and so the the other things that that are not necessarily inside the medical model, you have like being too skinny, is uh, not having enough body fat. Great way, like if you, if I take uh, a bunch of bodybuilding competitors that are cutting for instance, uh, we have, we have a, Ryan and I have a podcast where we go through all his labs for his last, uh, his last show. Uh, if you can see all those labs, like I we put them on the internet. Uh, he's been gracious enough to do that. I think his testosterone was like 120 when he was on stage. It's terrible. Uh, and, but he popped back up. Males tend to pop back up from getting lean. So those things are going to happen. Just when you get under essential body fat numbers, that's going to happen. That's kind of a side effect males seem to bounce back a lot faster than females. Like if you look like at, it's, it's a homey study, uh, where they, it really, really, really good study out of, out of, uh, I believe Finland. And they took, they took females and they dieted them down into the low teens. And man, they did not, a lot of them did not get their periods back for three to six months and that was just the time window. So they, they don't even, we don't even know some, some females don't get their periods back for like three years. Like shit's wild. So it seems to have a lot more wreak a lot more havoc on the female hormonal system than it does on the males. Guys are we're 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 more resilient to famine, but we die. So like if you look at World War II, guys are more likely to die in a famine. Uh, Females are more likely to live. Uh, but we just, they have more, they have more stop gaps because they turn calories into babies. They have more breaks on that system.
0: I mean, I, Ben, I can have you on here for about five hours yeah. straight and not stop talking, but I know you got a family and we got a cut right now, but could you tell everyone where they can find you?
1: At DR Ben house. That's, that's, uh, that's where you can find me. That's where all everything gets released. And I appreciate you for, uh, for loving lifting and uh, listening to this podcast. well, And I appreciate you guys.
0: And we appreciate you for trying to make the training world a better place through uh, many different capacities from just life, just life in general. So listen, man, I, I can't thank you enough for all the work that you're doing and obviously the help you've given me. And if there's anything we can ever do, you please let us know. All right, bro. Yeah, this, this was fun. This is Z Raz on Instagram. It's at uh, Don Saladino. If you have any questions, reps at know, muscleandfitness.com. Until next time, guys, thanks. That's thank it. you, Dr. Ben.